Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm your Duke of Spook, Danny. I'm the master of ceremonies, Matt, or Young Lee, as I am and know now and forever in the Jackbox uh, game, how I just smote your ruin upon that dark room. Danger Dan was not happy. Neither Danger were, Dan the third yeah, was ni- unhappy. Neither were any of his descendants. <laughs> we gotta pull that out for Spooktober. Absolutely. That's gonna be fun. Okay, so this is our final uh, bonus episode of, like, the, I guess, like, the whole Saw series. And I mean, this our is our summer series. Yeah, like, this, uh, yeah, this is, like, kind of, like, the last episode before we get into, like, the fall. Because um, we have our, well, today, as we're recording it, is our one-year anniversary mm-hmm. of Happy. starting the show. Uh, it was a year ago today. But we're going to do... Some episode we don't know what we're gonna do yet. We're gonna do something to something special yeah. to we're do celebrate that. next week. Doing that next week, and then in uh, as we kick off Spooktember, which we'll have more details once we announce it, once we get everything started. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also gonna start doing uh, another series, like another like mini series. Um, we get back to more to like how we normally do the show. Yes. Uh, so that'll be fun. It'll be kind of just like individual movies, but like just an overarching theme. Mm-hmm. Something normal for fucking... Oh, after <laughs> after the, the nine Saw episodes. You know what? We haven't done anything normal like that all year. That's right. We haven't done anything like that at all, which is pretty creepy because I look back and I'm only like, oh yeah, we got like 40 episodes. And I'm like, that's a year mm-hmm. of work. Yeah. <laughs> And I can listen to it, like, in a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today? What, what's the bonus episode today? So, I don't know if you've noticed recently, but there's there's a new horror movie in town. Well, there's going to be several more, but this was the But there was the a new first August horror movie oh, yeah. in town. Yeah, The Candyman. The Candyman. The Candyman remake. Uh, so, before we get started... Um, I think we need to uh, up top. We haven't even released the episode where we talk about the trailer yet. Correct. By the time people listen to this, if they're listening chronologically, obviously it you'll should have be there. back. But um, as of this recording, that is not available. So I feel like most of what we talked about, or like what I've talked about about this new movie with other people, is all the stuff that we talked about when we saw the trailer. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that it was like, oh, just because we guessed most of how the movie was going to go didn't mean it wasn't fun because it was really fucking good. It's it's a blast. It was I, really good. I really enjoyed seeing this movie um, because – so I hadn't seen the original Candyman until about two days before we went to go see I could have sworn one. we watched it last year. We threw it in Spooktober two years ago. Really? But I'm pretty sure that's one of the days where, like, 90% of the people who were there fell asleep. Yeah. Just like The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so you saw the first movie for the first time. And we'll, we'll cover that movie one day um, after a bit more time because it's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, but specifically, this was a spiritual sequel. Mm-hmm. Well, and that. I'd go even further because... I think, like we've talked about in the past, is this really fits the Halloween 2018 aesthetic where it very much 
will talk about the original one, making constant references to it. But it's not to the point where you will be completely lost if you haven't seen the first one. Well, it's exactly like what the big trend in horror now is, is it's revisitations of franchises for new generations of people. So take Spiral, for instance. Mm -hmm. That is a movie that is basically Saw, but it's like... For, it's a new thing. Like, it's so that anyone can come see it, and they don't need to have seen Saw. Yeah, they reference it, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's about something else. That's exactly what Candyman was. Like, all of the events of the first Candyman movie that came out in the 90s mm-hmm. had happened, but this movie and the character completely changed. Yes. Well, and I think it's really interesting because immediately off the bat, we get a mythical story version of what happened in the original movie and with how stories can change depending on the person's viewpoint. Yeah. Like I said to some, like some people that were going to go see this, um, like I talked to Colin about it Mm -hmm. uh, and he was getting ready to go see the new movie. And I was like, I highly recommend the original one. Uh, just be- for a litany of reasons that mm-hmm. we'll get into someday. But after seeing it, you know, they they just talk about, they basically just talk about, like, the plot of the first movie and, like, yeah. what happened. So you would go into it kind of like, again, like with Rise of the Lycans, where you know what's going to happen, but seeing it is a whole different thing than, yeah, just knowing the story. Also... In the first one, you get a whole lot more of Tony Todd's sultry voice. Again, one of the litany of reasons that regardless of if you've seen the new movie or not, watch it. Virginia Madsen is great. Mm -hmm. The score is amazing. How it's shot is amazing. Chicago in, like, the 90s when Cabrini Green was still around. Like, all that area, like, doesn't even exist as, like, a housing project area anymore. So... It's like a... It's like a specific, like, a historic snapshot of Chicago... Uh, and it's in Chicago, which is yeah, cool. Represent. Um, a lot. I've been seeing a lot of like a lot of the big leagues movies. They're like, yeah, throw it. Not even just in Chicago, like Illinois, across the board. Mm-hmm. You got Halloween, Child's Play, Candyman, um, and that's just a couple of them. Um, not to mention Sinister too. <laughs> Good old times. Um, so we talked a lot about the Shadow Puppet trailer, um, and our thoughts about what that meant for this movie mm-hmm. and all of them. I don't remember exactly what we talked about, but it was pretty much exactly what happened here. Yeah. Which was good because it articulated it in an even like longer elaborative way. I'm also really glad they actually did use those shadow, shadow puppets yeah. throughout the movie. And at the very end during the, they credits. just showed that trailer at the end. Just with the ending of the movie yeah, on it, too. Yeah. Which was really cool. Yeah. Um, I think we... One thing, I guess, we can kind of circle back to the uh, the trailer conversation that we had for people that, you know, listen to that and or will listen to this, is the... We talked about, like, what Tony Todd was going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, is he in it? Is he candy? Like, all these things. So, Candyman, as Tony Todd is is not in the movie. Tony Todd, as the man that became Candyman, is in the movie for a very short period of time on, in the last, like, four minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was very cool, because it's the last line of the movie. 
and it's in Tony Todd's voice. So, oh. And I will say, something we mentioned about in the original film, the cinema, cinematography was fantastic there. I really liked how this movie was shot. Dude, the opening credits... Like the like upside down view of the city, like with of all the, the skyline. Fog. Yeah, holy shit, it's that so, was so cool. Because the first one kind of did something like that, mm-hmm. but this is because that was a looking down view because it was a very different perspective. It was someone from the outside coming in. Yeah, it was from the ground up, mm-hmm. from the like oppressed side. Yeah, because this movie is produced by Jordan Peele and his whole production company, Monkey's Paw, and they obviously have a big track record of like deep thematic things in horror movies. We haven't seen Antebellum yet, but I would assume the same goes for that movie. Mm -hmm. But like Get Out and Us, clearly there's a lot of subtext there. And Candyman, like they even address the subtext in the original movie, but it takes it in a different direction. Mm -hmm. This one elaborates on it and... You know, like, I was talking to Tori about it last, the other night, and she was, like, she kind of was talking to me that she's, like, I'm kind of sick of movies, like, reminding me that, like, politics and shit is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, she even cited specifically the Forever Purge. And I was, like, yeah, that's the thing, is that if you just do it ham-fisted and shit like that, you're not gonna like it. But she was like, I kind of felt like turned off to the movie because I was primed for as soon as a movie starts talking about political themes, it's never going to be good. Like a, like a horror movie specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in this case because it's not necessarily about that. Like it isn't it ultimately about, you know, like race at the end of it. Mm-hmm. But the way it's told and the lens it's told through is different than anyone that I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, something... I'm just going to say yeah a lot, I guess. Um, but something this movie does that the original really didn't dwell into a lot is more of a legacy figure rather than it just being one man. This movie did the dream I want that's for Saw to do. Yeah. Where it's like, no, it's a whole thing. Um, and yeah, because in the original it was just Tony Todd was the Candyman. Yeah. Whereas in this one, Candyman is more of a umbrella figure for multi- for many different people who have experienced these heinous acts yeah. against them, whether or not, and more often not than they did, deserve any kind of treatment like they received. Well, and the the big thing that separated Tony Todd's Candyman from the Candyman of this movie, mm-hmm. um, because there is a figure that does kill people that is, you know, once they summon him, he does kill them. Yeah. But that is not Tony Todd's Candyman. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in that, like, it's not played by him. It isn't. But the figure itself, the person, is not that person. Yes. Yeah. It's like, a I don't know if, you're, if that, yeah, it's like, I hope you're following, but like, it's a whole different like i like identity individual yeah. like it's a person that's it's a different person that's the same thing but the way that it's gone about is he that candyman the original candyman <clears throat> was this urban legend that was kind of designed to pull like for these communities these like uh these um the low income housing places to uh 
you know, like the police don't go there. Mm-hmm. Like there's no outside. They're pretty much cut off and isolated. Yeah. And like they say in this movie, they just like leave the police to just like implode and then they'll come and they'll build condos over it. Yeah. So <clears throat> in that spirit, you know, they're like, well, if no one's coming in, we got all these people doing fucked up shit in, in you know, around there needs to be some kind of like almost like vigilante figure. Mm-hmm. It's like Candyman was like, yeah, he would show up and kill people, but normally he would target like drug dealers or like murderers, specifically people that were doing bad shit mm-hmm. kind of to be like, hey, maybe like don't don't be an asshole. Uh, the Candyman of this new movie is a individ- is based on a story of a I don't know, just a weird homeless guy, I suppose, yeah. who he had a hook for him, like he had lost his hands. Mm-hmm. We had one of those like functional like gravity hooks. Yeah, it was hook a functional things. hook. It wasn't just a yeah. It's not hook. like a big meat hook, Clive it, Barker it wasn't style. The Clive Barker hook. It it was like a you use it as a hand sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was just a weird guy, and he would like give candy to kids, and he just was a strange individual. And then people started to find razor blades in their candy, and they're like. It's probably that guy, mm-hmm. which you know what is a safe assumption. Yeah, I'm not gonna li- I'm not gonna put that on anyone being like this is a weird man. Let's kill him because he's different. They beat him up because you know he was probably killing kids. So I could see the like aggressive nature, but unfortunately he was a black guy. And it was a bunch of white cops, mm-hmm. so it was well, like more in line with race. And then they go into like two days after is when people they continued kept, yeah to they find kept finding shit. Well, I mean, and like yes, it sucks that they killed an innocent man. I don't think that they were like jumping the gun to just kill anybody. I think they were like, this is our guy, and it you know it's you know when there's other there's crimes against children, you know, blood tends to boil. Yeah. Um, and people want results faster. Right. So the Candyman that uh, the main characters see is that man, beat up, very all of the style. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the guy, the kid's name. The kid that was beat up, I think in Chicago. Um, oh, yeah. Emmett Till, I think is his name. Uh, but like the image of like how like swollen his face was. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it. Was very like reminiscent of that, and they did that on purpose, like yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, and they do that a lot. This whole movie, they're trying to kind of allude to that, like, yeah, this guy is just the latest in a line of black men that were killed for no, murdered for no reason. Mm-hmm. And Candyman, like that guy, just happens to be one of them. Yeah. Like, it, he, like at its core, he's just a guy that was horrifically murdered for no reason. Mm-hmm. The legend is, like, adjacent, and they just use that man as source material, which is why he looked like that. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's kind of cool. It's like, it's all, it's, all of it is legit. It's just different angles of mm-hmm. the same thing. That's yeah. what I think is super cool. If they end up doing more of this type of stuff with, uh, like, horror movies, is like, yeah, we like this source material. Let's look at it from a different lens. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I really, I mean, it's what Rob Zombie tried to do with Halloween. I mm-hmm. think that's what's really interesting about that. Um, but like when we walked out of it, we didn't really talk. So yeah. like, I want to get what your big overall thing is. So I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial. Oh, oh. um, I hope not with, with you. Uh Oh, uh, not with our audience. I was like, wait a minute. We just talked about how it was good. Oh no. 
Um, I, th- I personally, I felt this one to be a much more entertaining watch than the original one. Candyman is a bummer. <laughs> like it, the it, first movie it, is it a bummer movie. Is. But this one, I, f- I don't, I can't really articulate all of my thoughts about it. But I really enjoyed following this main character's breakdown because it's a very different kind of breakdown from the original movie Mm -hmm. um in that in this one it's not be my victim it's be me you know what's cool when you think about it and i'm like i'm actually agree with that that's Mm -hmm. a good point they are so the big motif of the movie clearly is mirrors. Yeah, there's a lot of shots that have mirrors in them, and like the mirror motif is like obviously very big. I think that the two main characters, so like Virginia Madsen from the first movie, mm-hmm. and the main character from this one, both go on breakdowns. Both of them are breakdowns that result in everyone being like, you're fucking insane, and them surrendering to the mythos of Candyman. Mm-hmm. But they're mirror images of each other. Yeah. Because one of them is a white woman who's coming at it as a victim, and one of them is a black man who, in the same context, would be associated with everybody else as the perpetrator. It's like a mirror yeah. image thing that they fucking definitely knew they were doing. That's why there's so much, like, every time he talked to people, they there was a mirror in the shot. Well, yeah, because in this movie, w- correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a week, a week since we saw the movie. Um, up until when the main character becomes the figure, you only ever see Candyman in, in reflections. Yes. It's That's what's never cool. in person. Like, because, yeah. like, in the original, he shows up every once in a while just to kind of torment Virginia Madsen's character. But he doesn't even show up until halfway through the movie. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, it was this guy. That's done and done. Urban legend solved. And he's like, okay, you've taken away the, like, thing that was causing belief in me. So now I need you to, like, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I really... I can't get over how much I really like the cinematography in this movie, first it's of all. It's a beautiful... Nia DaCosta fucking killed this. Yeah. Like, this is like her first big movie, mm-hmm. and it fucking rules. It's, it's really good. And, she, I mean, like we said before, she's the same woman that is in charge of directing Black Panther 2. I think. I, that's, I think they had her strapped for that. Okay. It was that or the Ironheart series. She's involved with one of the two, I'm like 90% sure. Or at least they were like, can we get her on to like do this? Especially because, you know, a lot of the people that are in, that were like in this movie. She's directing the Marvels. The Marvels, right. I'm like, I knew she was directing something. It's one of, it's one of, the, one of those Marvel movies. Well, because all of those things are coming out around the same time, mm-hmm. so. But, um, I don't know. You were saying about um, the way this guy goes on a breakdown. Yeah, um, because I think it's really interesting to come at it from another perspective, because Virginia Madsen's character in the original came out from an academic perspective, whereas this main character is an artist, and so he's trying, much like how we talked about how this movie is trying to find a new lens around it, he's trying to find his new inspiration when he uncovers this story. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also really interesting to see his relationship with the story of Candyman with 
his relationship with his girlfriend, fiance. Yeah, well, sort of. It, it seemed to be there was a uh, his connection was he wanted to find something that he felt like passionately connected to, mm-hmm. and no one else seemed to care, which is how Candyman, quote unquote, died. It's like yeah. the same way you kill Freddy Krueger. You just have people stop believing in him, and then it goes away. Mm-hmm. Except that we're not talking about a ghost pedophile. We're talking about racism personified. Yeah. Like, what it does, and especially when you just try to cover it up, it's going to break its, like, fight its way tooth and nail to reach somebody, in this case an artist, who, like, which was cool, represented the gentrification of the whole area. Yeah. Um, to like in a good like semi respectful way to those people, like, it wasn't being like fuck these hipsters. It was like, no, like they're also you know like black people who grew up in the area, and, and they're, they're also just just trying to find their place. Yeah, I mean, granted, it didn't help. They're all artists, and like it's just artists, just suck. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> you know, like it's that because they did that very well. They were trying to capture that like like his agent. Who's named after Clive Barker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like his this—he's just like this pompous, like dipshit, like you know, big city liberal, as they would say, who just like is like I can exploit this for like look how great my studio is, like I yeah. make this. And man, speaking of him, you were saying about how you only see Candyman in mirrors. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it was could cool for themes. It's also just really cool to shoot how he kills people. Yeah. Because well, and, he's invisible. And I want to get into that a little bit because the kills in this movie are Holy really shit, interesting. They're really good. I There's a lot of stuff you could do with a, a claw uh-huh. hand, apparently. Yeah, is rip people open. Yep. <laughs> Which he does a lot. I wonder if there was another person making a hook this time that didn't want to sell it to them. Well, it looked like it was the same one. Mm-hmm. Like in it again, it's in that very Halloween 2018 where they're like it's the same ma-. like we just made it look like it was the same mask yeah so I'm assuming it's like that's probably the hook maybe not like the hook but like it's it's a, a hook that's hook. a replica because it's for a specific reason I also like getting to see the hook off of Candyman to see the like kind of barbed edge of it at the yeah. bottom where it gets stuck into the stamp st- Dump Stump. of an arm. Yes. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is that he it's the, he cut his hand. The, it's the cut hand off and they shoved it in there like between the bones of the wrist mm-hmm. and then secured it in Candyman's case with nails. Yeah. Like they screwed into his arm to like screw to hold the hook there. In this case, <laughs> he just put a strap over it. Mm-hmm. Um. But man, there's like I don't want to talk a lot about this movie because I want to cover it one day, and, and I really and we just, don't want to spoil it. Say, and I really just want to recommend the movie because I I yeah. don't think I can recommend it enough. I was talk when I was talking to Tori about it. I was CJ was there too, and mm-hmm. I started like I was like, you need to see this movie. It's fucking amazing. Um, because she was like, yeah, I really liked Jordan Peele's other stuff. I'm like, you really would like this. Mm-hmm. Like just the way it's done is fucking so good. Yeah, I think it's really, really just a what like like we talk about with um, like it, well made movies, can be great horror movies. Yeah, because they're just well made movies at their core. Mm-hmm. Like Candyman, yeah, like I would say like it was a disturbing movie, not just because of the race stuff, but like yeah. generally disturbing. 
Um, I would say like no scary, but it doesn't need to be because mm-hmm. it's a good fucking movie. So I want to keep watching it. Yeah. Man, Candyman was so good. <laughs> was really good. Yeah, we. I think I definitely speak for both of us when we highly recommend going to see it. I personally would very much recommend seeing it in theaters if you get the chance. Please do. Because I think it's a very different experience to witness something on a grander scale like this. Um, plus, it's just fun to see movies in theaters. Yeah, go back to fucking theaters. Yeah. <laughs> we double featured Candyman and Don't Breathe 2 because we were like, we need to see more horror movies. But we only really wanted to talk about one of them. Yeah. Or at least I did. I know you liked it, but I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't have enough to talk about in a whole episode. I don't really like wanna talk about it. I'm we, like, we don't sure. have to. <laughs> we don't have to talk about Don't Breathe Two. I mean, we'll talk about one someday when we like if we talk about Sam Raimi. Yeah. We can talk about Crawl. Yes. Great movie. Great fucking time. I, I think though that one's gonna be for our uh, animals who fuck shit up series. That because I also bought Deep Blue Sea over the summer. <laughs> Hell yeah. And that's when we can finally do Jaws. So for now, follow our Instagram at the underscore Square Horror Podcast. You can reach out for requests and recommendations at squarehorrorpodcast at gmail.com. If you visit the, uh, s- not the Spotify page, the Instagram page, you can see a post that has a link to our cameo that Damien Maffei made us. Uh, I'm never going to not think that that's fucking great yeah. that he did that. Um, and we'll be uh, coming at you next week with a one-year anniversary special that is to be determined. Yes. And until that time, you stay spooky out there. I can't say game over anymore. No, you can't. <laughs> so we forgot to do something very important. We're going to summon Candyman. I can't believe we're doing this. We have to do it. Do, do we have to do this? This is an audio like place. This isn't yes. even a video. Yeah, but I need it on record that we have done That it. we did this? Because I know that you have never done this before. I have not. Neither have I. That's why I think it's Because <laughs> we were sitting there watching it, and I looked at Taylor, and I was like, why haven't I done the Candyman summoning? Like I've seen, I've known about that movie for years now, and I've never done it. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna do it. And is there only one way? Only one thing to do is record it. So yep. yeah, because if we die, you know, because if we die, then yeah, because if Tony Todd, one of our if Tony Todd shows up this. And, and murders us, I hope he I hope he posts it. Um, and uh, that'd be great of him to do. That'd be great PR. That would be really good. It'd be a great boost for the show. Not that it will matter because we'll be dead. <laughs> I was more maybe for the Kevin movie. will go insane, and then he'll become <gasps> the new Candyman. <laughs> Okay, are you prepared? I you sure. gotta look in the mirror. You have to be looking at yourself. Do I have to look at myself. Yeah. I can't Well need get on the floor then. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta move my shit. <laughs> I I have a mirror in my room. Coincidentally, Ugh. right before we recorded this, I'd gotten the mirror. Alright, are you prepared? We have to do it together. Okay. You have to say his name five, five times, times in the mirror. Looking at yourself. Yeah, and then and then see what happens. And then yeah, and then we're gonna stop recording because well, we're gonna stop. Reco- we're not gonna record the aftermath. Well, no. It will. I mean, maybe this is gonna be a great segue into our, in- our interview with Tony Todd when he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> we got that extra mic set up, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's over there. Okay. Um. All right. You ready? <laughs> let's let's do this. Okay. Candyman. 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 
Hello, Danny Hollander. It's fuck. me, Tony Todd. I'm here to kill you, boys, because you squandered your gifts. Why is he sounding like Jigsaw? I don't know. I that's just I can't do a Tony Todd voice because very few can. No, there's only one. Yeah. So unfortunately, it just goes into John Kramer. Game over. <laughs> Not again.